My name is Josh, and welcome to Hide and Seek Archives, a podcast where we talk about things supernatural, cryptid, or unexplained. What's happening, Josh? Um, how you doing? I'm okay. You know, just uh, taking it easy. Yeah. Staying healthy. <clears throat> yeah, trying. Uh, basically, what I wanted to do is, uh, you know, you to tell me, uh, you know, what got you into this and how did this all started? Um, <clears throat> where, first of all, where are you, uh, where are you, where are you from? Um, I'm originally from Houston, Texas. Okay. Um, and I think I've heard people mention you on, uh, Sasquatch Chronicles a few times as well. I, I've never like done a, a show with uh, Wes or anything like that. Um, mm. the only thing, uh, no, I didn't, I, I never did Sasquatch Chronicles. I don't think pretty sure I did. I, I, no, I, I think I've heard people mention you though before, uh, maybe. It was either there or another podcast. I listened to a lot. I've, I've seen some of the the forum comments uh, about some of what some of them think about me. Right? I take a lot of bullshit in this. Yeah. Obviously. Putting out what I do, it's like way over many people's heads. But um, recently, though, I was really happy to see. Um, uh, uh, Igor Bertsev, Russian uh, scientist, hominologist, come out and state his own experiences. Actually, he was doing a voice too that you know you could compare it to to Neff's vocals, right? Just mm-hmm. his own voice. Would he was uh, saying they sounded like when they were speaking with uh, uh, you know some of the experiences he had, and he validated their paranormal nature and and some of the experiences that he's been going through. So I've waited eight years for that for uh, science. North American science, you know, they, they could take some lessons from this because uh, they just sit on the fence, do nothing. You know, this mm-hmm. whole Gigantopithecus BS theory, it's, and that's what it is. Um, Sasquatch are humans, period. You, you look at their feet. Um, uh, oh, I got a cast here. So I got casts all over the place, actually. I got, I got one here. I got a, a gift and a bunch of marbles on it. I actually had a recent... Um, a recent uh, incident in which I had spoken with a, a friend of mine on the phone earlier in the day, mm-hmm. and we had a thing way back about clear blue marbles. So that night, I was at the cottage. That night, at the end of the night, we had gotten five clear blue marbles out of an air, one right after the other. So that was just mind blowing. So if you that's that's old from like that that's a copy, right? A cast uh-huh. copy of, of Neff's foot from uh, twenty. 13 yeah uh april 13th 2013 mm-hmm. so it's basically within the human range on the length the, the width though uh as told to me by john bender nagel mm-hmm. bender nagel was uh, outside the range it's about five inches wide right mm-hmm. and um there was a few years that passed and neff knew i wanted to see his foot there's a little extra here on the outside of the toe mm-hmm. you know it's, it actually stops there okay and 
and it stops down there. But this is uh, this is uh, several years later. The comparison showing growth on his foot. Oh, so, okay, yeah, yeah. There was about two inches of growth on his foot, and he had placed that when I arrived to the cottage. I think it was twenty. Uh, I can't remember. Twenty eighteen might have mm-hmm. been twenty eighteen, and. I had just uh, gotten to the cottage. Uh, Dwayne was outside working on his truck, and suddenly uh, this footprint appears out of thin air. And as as I was measuring it, um, you know, I'm down on the ground. Dwayne w- was standing over there, mm-hmm. and I'm down on the ground taking some measurements. And I turn my head for a second, I look back, and now there's a flower sitting in the middle of the print. So this wow. this stuff is I've witnessed literally hundreds and hundreds of paranormal incidents with this yeah. stuff right including physical contact many times both indoors and out um but uh, to let me just show you one other cast here too i know i'm i know i'm jumping right into this but i'll, I'll, I'll go back to uh earlier no you're uh, fine yeah so this is an older i think an older um so you can see the toes there yeah this is done in the these are done in snow right so you know, people, why isn't it deeper? You know, well, it's frozen gravel underneath and my, my car doesn't even make a dent. So, mm-hmm. um, so that was, uh, see that, that was Neff's foot. And then that, that's, I think an older brother. Mm-hmm. And it's not the biggest print that we've seen either. The biggest so far was a uh, 20 inches, um, 20 by eight inches on the width. And, uh, so anyways, to uh, um, I just mentioned there's uh, other family members, uh, all, all kinds of the, the, the smallest print I've seen is six and a half inches, I think, mm-hmm. from one of the children. And uh, there's been vocals captured. There's this whole thing about the vocals and Dwayne's the, you know, he's Neff. And I, I, I'll... I'll be going through this probably for a long time, these accusations and all this, you know, there was some damage done when we had a falling in back in 2015 because of the stocking going on and uh, which is still going on Mm -hmm. is the BFRO, which are, uh, you know, I caught a guy red handed there on site infiltrating. I have them on video and and photos. If you go to my website, there's a little article I wrote up the good, the bad and the ugly, that guy. Yeah. He's a, it's a Toronto BFRO member, so uh, I've had a lot of issues with this organization, and, and uh, you know they've really put an effort into uh, discrediting and you know trying to slander me. And and if you think about it, I, you know I started talking about the paranormal aspect back in 2013. I think yeah, 2013. Um, anybody that wants to be taken seriously in this subject you know you're not going to do that you're you're not going to start talking crazy talk because people are just gonna think you're nuts right mm-hmm. and i understand i look nuts to many people but it's the truth and now mm-hmm. eight years later finally uh russian science is validating even um i remember uh igor had mentioned in his interview about uh, his phone being manipulated. And I had to laugh at that because I've had numerous incidents with that. It's happened while I'm on location or driving home um, with photos, with, uh, with text, with, um, with video. 
and and with audio, like a video with with audio on it. So they have these abilities. And um, to bring it back to what I was saying too about them being human, they have speech, they talk. So that makes them human right there. Mm-hmm. So if uh, um, to, to go all the way back to your original question, um, I was, this is back in 2000, before 2008, I started looking into the subject. I, I spent a lot of time in the woods, just doing some photography in my spare time. You know, my girlfriend at that time was working every weekend. So I just take off into the woods with my camera and and one day I had a, an epiphany about uh, looking for Sasquatch, you know, just kind of come out of thin air. And at this point, considering what they're um, capable of, mm-hmm. I, I tend to question uh, whether they had some influence with that. And, and it didn't take long before things started happening. Because, uh, basically, as soon as I started searching for them, going into the woods with that intention, things start happening basically immediately. So that was, uh, um, you know, this is now um, 12 years into this subject and it's been a very rocky, tumultuous, challenging journey, putting up with all the ups and downs that, that come with this, you know, so I can imagine. today here I am. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, do you think they all have these abilities or do you think there's some that don't have these abilities? I honestly, I don't know. I would, I, I know what I've experienced. Um, it seems, it seems they all do to a certain level, but perhaps some more than others. Um, I honestly, I can't answer that with any, uh, you know, conviction, it's, uh, I just don't know. Right. These are, these are people, they're all different like we are. And I'm sure I, I tend to think that some are more advanced than others. Neff's family seems to be very advanced in their, in their abilities. They, they come here. They've they visit me here at home. Um, it was just weeks ago that I was here with my girlfriend. My landlord texts me and he says, I just heard a couple of wood knocks in, uh, in the last half hour. This was about seven o'clock, uh, 7 PM. And I told my girlfriend, I said, um, I got to go out into the woods out back at some point, um, you know, just simply out of respect. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we both went back about one o'clock in the morning and I was, um, I was really happy that this happened because, you know, she was able to witness firsthand that this stuff is real. And uh, there's been a couple incidents, you know, so far, but uh, nothing like this. So we were standing back there and I had heard a wood knock, a triple wood knock that she didn't hear. There was a lot of wind up in the trees, um, tend to be up in the tops of the trees there um, when we were back there. And when I told her that she hadn't heard it, you know, I could have easily missed it. Um, it was very subtle. My ears have been trained doing this stuff, right? So. I, um, we stood there a little longer and it was about a minute later. One of them come walking right, right in front of us, walked right past our, uh, past about five, six feet away. And we both clearly heard his footsteps. I say he, because, uh, um, 
that's just a, a feeling that it seemed to be a young male. And we both felt that she'd uh, commented on that. And I agreed with her. And um, so when he walked past, he gives five footsteps and you can see the leaves kick up from the ground. And uh, she got a, a visual of his form through a shimmering as he passed us. I didn't see that, but she did. So after that, uh, you know, like I said, I was pretty happy she got to witness that. So pretty amazing stuff. That is. Um, do, you, do you think they serve some kind of purpose? Yeah, they want us to wake the hell up before uh, <laughs> before we destroy everything in ourselves. I think um, okay. they're they are you, like look at the earth. Look what we're doing to it. Right, we're mm-hmm. just decimating. We're poisoning everything. We're cutting down all the old growth forests. We're everything's being destroyed. And um, in my opinion, there is a small group of uh, psychopaths with far too much money that wish to control everything. And if people can't see that right now with what's going on with this whole virus crap, you know, locking down the entire globe for a 99.9% survival rate uh, when there's, um, it's just none of it makes any sense except the fact that there's a bunch of psychopaths that want to, uh, Basically, uh, and, and worse, and kill us off to a certain percentage, um, as I've been told, you know, by these. I, I ask, I, like, I'm, I'm at a level now when I make visits, and, and I, I don't really do this here. I do it there more, more so because uh, it's where they live. So the, the activity seems to be much more, or, or it is much more prevalent. Um, than here at home. So, you know, I, I get visits periodically, right? I have no control over that. So when I'm there, I have my my um, way of doing things. I refine things to uh, use a chalkboard and a sketch pad, and I ask questions. And and I basically refined a lot of my questioning down to yes or no answers, so it's, it's easy to understand, right? So I've asked about all this stuff going on, and it's basically man-made, you know, bad humans and, um, and yeah, they want to kill us all. So it's not a nice thought. No, it's not. So the Sasquatch, they, they do, they want us to wake up, you know, they, they do, uh, care about us. We are connected to them and, um, I'm sure some of them, many of them, I don't know, are pretty disgusted with the human race and how we treat each other and, and the earth. Um, you know, they see what goes on. They're, they're very highly telepathic. They they know what's going on big time. Do you think, uh, do you believe in mind speak? Oh, I know. I know it's real. I've, I've had it happen numerous oh, okay. times. Um, the first time was back in 2013. I was laying on the couch, kind of almost, um, or was that, uh, no, that was when they, Introduced me to one of their children. Um, yeah, they tend to like that time when you're between asleep and awake. I guess maybe it's easy for them to, uh, you know, your mind isn't cluttered. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, a time for clarity with them. And or even when you just wake up and the first time they grunted in my head and it was so loud, 
I just, I shot right to my feet and I was on the phone instantly to uh, Dwayne telling him what happened. Right. Um, I had another incident where I was feeling kind of down that day and I was te- uh, uh, telepathically calling out to, to Neff and, you know, I'm saying it out loud too. Um, and I went home for a break. It was about 10 in the morning. I was working in that and I was sitting at my computer suddenly I hear in my head I hear him yell my name and then immediately I hear bang 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 in my apartment on something metal I don't you know I don't know what it was but uh, the timing was just uh, was unbelievable there's been um, a time I thought uh, I clearly heard a voice which I thought was right outside my tent wall and I had an audio recorder running that's very sensitive it would have picked it up easily there was nothing there uh, so yeah, there's, there's been several, several incidents and mine's definitely a real thing. And, and, and do you think they're all from Neff? No, uh, no, no, I've, I've heard, uh, a female voice too. So, okay. Yeah. The, I don't, this isn't just all Neff at all. It's, it's okay. a family, right there. And, and vocals that we've recorded. Um, they're not all from Neff. I've noticed uh, he has a lisp with his S. Uh, you know, then I have another one um, vocalizing, oh, Sasquatch says, yeah, you know, just doing this crazy, raspy, loud vocal. And that's not Neff. Or there's uh, an even older male that you can tell his voice just sounds much older speaking simultaneously with a very young female and the children too um you know we've recorded some of their voices too and what i've heard from them i have said this to people uh, you know at certain points that if you were talking to one of them on the phone you wouldn't even know the difference between them and us with the children you know because they're not they're not big yet right so their voices are still within our range Okay. Um, and is Neff the first one you've ever had interactions with? Uh, or the first one? Not the first one I ever heard vocalized. No, that was back in 2008, October 25th, um, 2008, uh, just north of uh, Toronto. I was in the woods there. Somebody had brought me to a location where there was previous activity and I was really skeptical. I'm like, yeah, I don't think <laughs> you're not going to find Sasquatch in here. And and I had the mentality at the time thinking one had to go out to the West Coast. I think a lot of people, you know, think you got to go out there for any possibility. I've, I've learned much different since then. But so I it was happened about 4.30 in the afternoon on uh, October 25th and right after a, a hit guy I was with picked up a rock and banged on a tree three times. And I, I'd heard a, like a a chest thump, like triple chest thump. It was really rapid and uh, I'm pretty good with the forest sounds. And it instantly struck me as odd and we just stopped. And then, then there, there was this giant triple guttural whoop that, uh, and I remember at the time thinking it was so pronounced, it sounded like it could speak English. And little did I know at the time. And that vocal was, it just filled the forest. It was huge. And that that's what changed 
my love is that vocal right there. And then I spent about four years in that area, frequenting that area and other other locations um, up until uh, the situation with uh, Dwayne dropped into my lap. And, and then now it's been eight years. I think we're pretty much on eight years of uh, ongoing contact experiences there. Okay. Um. And what kind of uh, interactions do you do you get, and and do they ever show themselves to you completely? I've never had a close visual. There's been um, uh, at a distance. There's there's been a lot a lot of strange stuff. Like I had my fist covered one time, and right before it happened, there was this wispy, really dark black smoke-like substance that appeared right here in front of my eyes just mm. before I felt this firm. I assume it was a hand. It had very soft hair on it, so I don't know. But, um, you know, it was basically uh, invisible. And um, it's my, my understanding that they can materialize their, their physical being in part or in whole anywhere. Um, there's been uh, there's been several incidents where I'm standing, we're standing outside, going to myself, and he's noticed them partially materialize, like standing behind me, directly behind me, and towering over top of me. Uh, one time, I got poked in the side when it happened, and they so then they it just disappeared. Um, so there's. Uh, Another time we were sitting in chairs and I had turned my head for a sec and, and all, suddenly Dwayne was almost out of that chair. This was in the early days. There was a lot of fear still back then because um, as soon as I turned my head, this wasn't meant for me. It was meant for him. There was a tree, I don't know, maybe it was 20 feet in front of us and one of them had kind of stuck themselves out from the tree there and he saw this kind of luminescence um, I can't remember if he said if it was the eyes or full being. I'm, I'm not sure, but th this, this whole thing is just filled with strange stuff. Right. Um, that, and, and also that's why I initially got invited into the cottage to the cottage. Cause there was, uh, there were sightings going on. Um, Dwayne's dad had, uh, had a full on sighting outside his bedroom window there one morning when he got up out of bed so there's uh, definitely been sightings going on and there was uh, another time when um i was told they run their snowmobile and they noticed a, pe a pair of red eyes following them uh, red glowing eyes that were keeping up with the, the speed of them right so yes yeah, it's, uh, it's just filled with strangeness that's interesting and Th these abilities, do you think they're more cloaking or interdimensional or both? Uh, it's hard to say. I'd say both, but, you know, this, what is interdimensional? They, they come here mm -hmm. and they've been inside here. So their ability to, I've, I've had to move several times throughout this in the last dozen years. I lived with a buddy of mine in um, Brampton, Ontario, for a couple of years. And I told him when I moved in, I said, 
you know, there's a really good chance some crazy shit's going to start happening here. And he's, you know, he's pretty laid back guy. He just, he was a skeptic and he kind of laughed it off. And by the time I left there, they'd walked across the room in front of him. Um, they'd given him physical contact. They'd given him mind speak, uh, shook Patrice's backyard, left him footprints, you know, messing around, turn all the smokes upside down his pack, stuff like this. Um, one of the first things they rifled his wallet on a dresser and um, that, that, that was one of the first things they did. And I, I remember at that time I, I'm like, Oh, thanks guys. He's going to think it was me. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was a few weeks after that, that uh, they, they showed him their presence. So by the time I left there, he, you know, he'd experienced enough to change his entire view and, so it doesn't matter where I go. I it's, it's the person I think, right. It's, mm-hmm. it has to do with the person. So I've had, um, uh, paranormal stuff going on from my understanding since I was in the crib. So this is, uh, I don't know if that was them, was something else, them and something else. I don't know, but there's been instances throughout my life where, this paranormal stuff had shown up. So it's, uh, it's a strange trip. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely interesting. And, and, you know, I've heard, you know, you say they're human and I've also heard theories where they're possibly Nephilim. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, I get a lot of, uh, I remember when I uh, first got Neff's name, we used to call him Mr. Funny because of his sense of humor before we learned his name. And, and I'd always, I'd be going, Mike, Mike and and because I knew they were there, I I, I knew this thing, right? and it took it, it took months before finally one day he speaks into the microphone. He said, "Dwayne, uh, Mike, Nefetia." Mm-hmm. Um, so I I ended up with spelling Neff's name with the uh, N E P H uh, A T I A, and I kind of kicked myself in the ass for doing that because. So many people have associated that just because of the way I spelled it with, uh-huh. with Nephilim, right? Uh-huh. So I now I spell it N-E-F-A-T-I-A. I just changed okay. that peach um, just to try and get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, you know, humans, I don't know, it's some of them, their, their way of thinking just doesn't make much sense to me. But um, as far as the whole Nephilim thing, no, I don't believe they're Nephilim. That, uh, not at all. These are, uh, um, according to a question I asked, they are the first humans on earth, which was pretty mind blowing to get an answer from them. And then I, I had asked them this question and I had a, a sketch pad sitting out and the front of the sketch pad has this tiger's face on it, you know, just something I grabbed from the dollar store. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'd asked them this question and, and we were outside and I come in and they had written yes on the nose, which I found pretty funny. Yes on the nose. So I started questioning whether, you know, was that there before? Mm-hmm. I would have noticed it. No, because I know what's in that sketch pad. So I have another sketch pad. It has a mark on the nose. And um, so it wasn't that. So I ended up having to uh, um, ask for confirmation. And I said, look, I'm sorry. I can't recall if that yes was on there before. 
So we were outside again. We come back in. They had uh, circled the yes confirmation. So apparently they are the first people on earth. Wow. And why do you think they, they look so different from us? Um, well, they're, they're built for the elements, you know, they are built to survive the earth. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll, they'll out survive us. If we uh, go extinct, they are, they have these abilities. Uh, It seemed, um, you know, apparently we're connected, uh, you know, through DNA. I think uh, some of us have their DNA in us. I don't know if we all do. I, you know, I think some of us do. If if not, all of us at maybe different levels. I don't know. Um, but we're connected. We are. It seems that we're a dumbed down version, basically. You know, we're we're hairless. We're weak in comparison. Um, our cognizant abilities are next to nothing in comparison to what they're capable of. Um, you know, and that would also their 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 abilities, their telepathic abilities, would also mean that there are no lies among their people. They can't get away with lies. Mm-hmm. They would because everybody would know what everybody else was thinking. Mm-hmm. So um, they're just uh, yeah, they're they're stronger, they're faster, they're everything much uh, more than than Homo sapiens. Um, do you, uh, when you're out there, do you ever see any wood, strange wood structures or anything like that? I started documenting those uh, years ago. That was one of the first things I was doing, right? So I, I've definitely uh, documented um, many. And uh, another researcher friend of mine, Leanne, she's, uh, that's a big thing that she does as well. Um, it, it was my thought way back that uh, you know I finding finding a lot of these structures near near trails that are walked by humans and most people just kind of walk right past them without a second thought um, kids might jump around play in them or something but um, I, I don't think humans would really give them much thought except that oh it was just built by another human which is uh, apparently so uh, considering that Sasquatch are human, but I think they, they use or build these uh, for one reason to uh, entice our curiosity and to start questioning where these things came from. I, I think some of them, the way they're put right in our face basically is they're um, sort of like a, a crop formations, crop circles, you know, ETs leaving this sort of thing for their, to, to show their existence. That's what it seems like. Um, it, it seems like the Sasquatch are doing the same thing. I'm sure there, there could be definitely other reasons for them, you know, mm-hmm. multiple, multiple reasons for, for them. Maybe they're pointing to certain things or, or maybe they, uh, they, they have different meanings or maybe it's just some abstract art. I don't know, but I, I think uh, one big one is that they are placed where we will run into them and see them and, and question them with uh, curiosity and wonderment. And, and sort of. Um, and and I know I, I I think I know I already know the answer to this. But do you you believe that they they can tell the difference between a good person and a bad person? Oh yeah, definitely. They can read us like you know I can read people. If I can read people, 
Um, Them more so. Oh, they're, you know, just far beyond us. And so people like this uh, BFRO guy that I've been dealing with for, you know, basically since this almost started, um, he's been involved in this for over two decades and he's got nothing. And my, my understanding would be because they see his heart. They, they see who he is, what he does. And, you know, he could end up spending the rest of his life, uh, you know, chasing his tail because uh, they're not going to give him anything because they, they see his heart, you know, he's just, a, he's a, he's a, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say any bad words. Right. But um, no, I understand. Yeah. There, there's people with uh, good intentions and that have good hearts. And, um, and, and do you think they're more inclined to, to interact with people who have a kind heart? Yeah. But I also think perhaps some that don't, they might get run out of the forest. They might end up having a very uh, negative uh, interaction, you know, and get the crap scared out of them. You know, the, you, you hear a lot about attacks. At, and, and anytime I hear somebody say, oh, I got attacked, I think, no, you, you didn't get attacked. If you got attacked, you would not be here telling your story because they can walk up to you and just snap your neck like that. You're done. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to get caught, at least by our people. Um, but uh, so, you know, the, these people that say they got attacked, maybe they just got run out by one of them that was pissed off that wanted to mess with them or, you know, or, or sometimes the people get rocks thrown at them, but they don't get hit, but they think they got attacked. Hey, maybe that's just a younger one. I'm trying to get your attention and it freaks people out because there's rock coming at them. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or so it depends on the size of the rock too. It could be a big rock that lands near them. And that could be saying, Hey, get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Or, they can just make you leave um, telepathically with this whole zapping thing. This has happened to me on a couple of occasions, so I know it's a it's a real thing. The, way back in 2008, it was the week after I experienced um, that vocalization. I'd gone back by myself, and I had binoculars, video camera, camera. I had everything, and I was walking this trail, and suddenly I, I heard this exact same triple chest thump sound so i knew as soon as i heard that i knew they were there i was right there and next thing i knew i was halfway home in my car and not understanding how i got there so they basically made me leave and then we had an incident at the cottage Dwayne and i are inside and he's looking out the window sitting at the table looking at the window up into the woods and perhaps it was neff um one of his family anyways standing there and we're looking at him, you know, he might've been 150 feet away. And, uh, I had, again, binoculars, video, I used nothing. And we forgot about the incident as it was happening, basically got erased from our memory. And on the visit, the next visit, when we went back, it all came flooding back to us. And we're, you know, we're kind of flabbergasted, uh, remembering this, like, holy crap, how, you know, do you remember this? And so, they can make you leave uh, in, in numerous ways. And um, so maybe some of them that don't like us or they see 
people's intentions or they just know things about people, it, maybe they'll run you, run you out of the forest because they just don't like you and they'll, they'll do it in a nasty way. I don't know. Enough to get you out of there. Yeah. Um, do you think there are different species? Um, uh, do you believe there, there might be like different kinds? Like the Yeti I've heard is white and, you know, out here it's, you hear about them being black and. Um, yeah, I definitely tend to think that uh, because they, they vary throughout the world. Mm-hmm. The Yowie, the um, Orang Pendek, uh, that, that's out in Indonesia, the Yaren out in China, um, the Almas or Snowman, Almasty. Um, yeah, they're they're basically global, but they seem to vary as as we do. And perhaps they have certain dialects in their speech. I don't. I'm not sure about that. I did ask a question in it, in it about their, their language, and apparently they know all language. I wasn't sure if that meant um, that they uh, like Neff's family would know certain languages and maybe not all of them, maybe, maybe their people around the globe know all language or, um, or they all know all language. Uh, they give me an experience once of, of feeling words, which uh, had clarity to them and the words weren't spoken. They were, they were telepathic, um, basically telling me soon your people will know. And mm. they, they give me an image basically telling me that um, we're coming out. Your, your people are going to know about us. And I, I, since this has happened, I've been watching, seeing this unfold as, uh, as they expose themselves, just, you know, a little step by step by step, one person at a time or whatever a group at a time or whatever it is. It's not like this big whole sudden thing, right? It's, it's very, slow progress that they're just getting us used to their existence. But I watch this, this is unfolding. We are in the midst of them exposing their people. Um, but uh, yeah, to get back to your, your question about, um, I do think that uh, they vary just as we do. We're human. They're human. They're just a different kind of human. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and I do have a question I've been dying to ask you. Um what what is your opinion on on dogman? Um, I really know nothing about it, except what you know. I, I see people speculating all the time, and I just think, how do you know that? How do you know? Mm. Like, do you have personal experience? Do you have ongoing contact with them? How do you know? I have had a, um, a couple of experiences where I've had canine sniffing at my tent. I've had really scary um, telepathic snoring that um, I thought was outside my tent and I had audio and there was nothing again on the recorder. Um, That one one time happened in Mendocino. I was uh, up in California and went down there uh, and it was dead quiet, dead still. And there was, uh, the leaves were so dry. It was so dangerous being there where we were that, you know, uh, the place was ready to go up in flames and well, look at it, um, look what happened. But um, so I've had these incidents of, of seemingly canine contact, but um, I've never 
witnessed anything visually or anything like that. It's just been, um, you know, like I said, the snarling and that, which which sounds like it could be from a canine type, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess from everything you've experienced, it wouldn't be that far-fetched to, no, no. <laughs> to have something like that out there. Not at all. No. I, I think a lot of uh, folklore, if not, if not most of it, um, has a certain aspect of truth to it, considering what I've witnessed. Uh, I've, you know, I've, I've been witness to so much paranormal and I, I've been shown there is this invisible veil that surrounds us. Mm-hmm. It's all around us. And they are just on the other side of it or, uh, or whether it's, you know, through vibration, frequency, um, I don't know, but I've, I had a recent experience where, and it's on my website too, um, with the marble being pushed through this, uh, pushed through empty space basically. And they did it right in front of my face. Like I, I've been witness to so many marbles appear out of thin air, but it always is that split second right after, like I'll hear, I've had a glass in my hand and I hear tink. Oh yeah. Got a marble. Um, I've had it dropped into my hands or, you know, bounce off my body and I never see them come out of thin air. It's just that immediate instance after. But um, so it was actually, I've, I've had two incidents now where they held it right in front of my face. They knew where I was looking and it was, you know, within arm's reach. And the first time they did it really slowly. So I got to watch the marble push through squeeze through and so at first i just see uh, you know the partial piece of the marble as it's coming through and until it kind of popped and dropped to the floor and i had audio running outside the first time and you can hear it hit the floor actually pretty loud and um that piece of audio is on my website there with the little story i wrote with it okay yeah i'm glad you told me about your website i i, I didn't know you had one i'd love to check it out yeah, com. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely be be looking that up. Um, what uh, what kind of gifts uh, do they leave you uh, besides the marbles? Um, actually, when the, uh, I had pulled that first cast out, this is uh, um, that's one of the first ones they ever gave me, and I think it was made by a young one. It's basically a hand weave. And they've they've given me several of those, and you can tell uh, like Dwayne's. Whenever they would give one to me, they give one to Dwayne, vice versa. Um, you could tell some were made by children, some were made by uh, older, excuse me, older siblings, mm-hmm. just by you know the how well made they were. Um, so I've gotten a, a bunch of those hand weaves. And like I said, with the marbles and that, and then the drawings and the writings and the questioning and answers. And I've, I, I don't even count the stuff anymore. I don't know how many drawings I've been given, probably several dozen. Um, I, I'm at a point where, you know, I'm asking them about portals and this sort of thing. And, and they're trying to explain certain things to me. So it's just, yeah, I get some really incredible information, but trying to decipher it is not always so easy. Yeah. Um, do, do you ever leave them gifts? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We tend to bring uh, food. Uh, um, 
you know, for our visits. Uh, and it's funny because sometimes I'll bring, uh, there's been visits where I've brought pies, apple pie or whatever. And, and it's sitting there on the counter and I'll check it. And um, shortly after it's placed there, there's a finger poke into it. Right. Or there was a, a recent visit where I brought a, a, a package of uh, blueberry muffins and they were sealed. So they, they had this, you know, they had this seal around it and just put it on the counter and I go check it. And at one point um, the seal hadn't been broken. You know, the tape wasn't pulled off and placed back, nothing like that, you know, which some people would obviously think, but uh, the, t- the top of one muffin had been uh, ripped off or, you know, partially. So they'd gotten into it without breaking the seal. And this has happened with, uh, I remember a bag of pepperonis that were placed in the fridge at one point where, because we would count them. And I would count and suddenly there was less pepperonis and the bag was still, it wasn't even opened yet. So they're able to do this, you know, this, this is crazy stuff, right? It's just crazy stuff. And it's very fascinating though. Yeah. And, you know, when I um, first started into this and started witnessing this stuff, it took me a year before I said anything. But with the footprints, everybody kept saying, oh, follow the footprints. And I said, well, I have. I know where they go. All of them went nowhere. Hundreds of footprints from different family members, all, all of them. They go nowhere. And um, there's, uh, uh, you know, finally it just got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say it publicly. And, and I know I'm going to get ridicule, lots of ridicule. And I knew it was coming and sure enough, you know, I've been through hell and back and it got at one point, like I said, Dwayne, I had that falling out and things got really nasty between us. And cause he, you know, he understandably is just wants to protect what he has. You know, if, if you found out you had, something like this going on your property and you had people trespass and um, Mm -hmm. you would get pissed off. And he didn't know I was involved if I was involved or not at the time. So he took an opportunity back in 2015. He basically pulled the plug and tried to turn it into a hoax. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's the whole voice thing that he's Neff's voice, but there are things that they can do that I have not spoken publicly about. And I, and I won't, it's, uh, there's certain things I know that I do not tell. Um, uh, you know, I will say that there is vocalizations that I put out that are the velocity behind the voice is insane. And, um, or where Ness down the road yelling his head off and, um, or there's where Dwayne and I are together. And Neff's voice is over there. I'm I'm standing right there. Um, every time I had one of those conversations with Neff, uh, I would uh, Dwayne's inside the cottage. You know, I we would take turns standing outside. And finally, there was the time that he yelled out when we were both right there at my car. car was battery change and and uh, or checking the the battery status at my car. And he uh, Neff yelled out from over by the cottage and. While the two of us were there, you, you know, you can tell by the 
the authentic reaction to um, so th- there's people though they just they have blinders on they they have a certain mentality and they they can't see past that um, they can't weigh the they can't be objective and, and just weigh the the mechanics behind what it would take to uh, to do that you know there's so many comments oh it sounds just like the cottage owner okay how many times have you heard uh, um, Sasquatch mimic our voices or they sound just like us or you know this this is well known um, and then there's uh, uh, you know stuff like I mentioned with just the other night with uh, uh, Igor doing that that voice uh, I just had to laugh because it kind of uh, sounded very similar to, to how Neff sounds right and as I mentioned there has been numerous uh, vocal uh, uh, family members recorded with their vocals, which uh, I have, a, again, a, there's another thing on my website just showing a few different voices. And it's funny because I've been going, started to slowly go back through some uh, old audio. And I remember at one point I um, I went right to the first visit. And, and there's a, one of them speaks right near my vehicle. And I, I passed that as some somebody else at the time. Now I know it's not, I can tell, right? You, you, you can just tell. And then um, I was actually just earlier, I was going through um, another file when I was with a, took a friend of mine, John, to a spot where I pitched my tent, which is not at the cottage, but it's in the area. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were, when we were there, we had numerous things uh, happen. Um, sitting under the tarp when it was raining and this branch got pulled down and went snap. Um, right in front of us. But anyway, so there's one part where it was, uh, I think, 1120 at night. It's like we went and crashed in our tents for a while. I I said, okay, I'll set my alarm for 3.30. We'll get up and, you know, sit up and see what happens, right? So at one point, I hear, um, this was just earlier today, I'm listening, and I I hear this um, almost like a throat clearing. Mm -hmm. And and I listen close, and I'm like, that's not John's voice. It's not even close to John's voice, but before I would have just bypassed it. Oh, that's just John. And now I, I hear, it's like, no, that's not John's voice. That's them standing right there. And, you know, while we were doing that visit, they uh, did a walk past our tent. I've taken my nephew there uh, as well. Same thing. They did a walk past the tent. My nephew got a visual um, through the trees. Uh, when we, when we started hearing these uh, footprints, the sound of walking, suddenly just appeared on the gravel road. There's nobody right there. There's nobody there. It's just all woods, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like I said, this is just filled with strangeness. And um, I think more and more people are finally starting to realize this. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are still stuck in the the ape um, gigantopithecus uh, theory, which uh, – you know, I, you can save a lot of time just bypassing that because this is not what it is. 100%. They are not Gigantopithecus. They are human beings. They're just different human beings. And they've been around a lot longer than we have. They watch us. They see what we do. They they live in the forest and they can go wherever the hell they want. And they uh, have started to really reveal their existence by um, choosing who they interact with. Mm-hmm. and. And more and more people are starting to see this. So, you know, I, I've been the last dozen years, well, especially the last eight 
the years and stuff out there really like i said it's been a roller coaster ride but i'm, I'm finally happy to to hear russian science validate their paranormal abilities and and um more and more people finally starting to realize this and and understand that uh you know I, i'm just speaking my truth man i got nothing to lose or nothing to gain mm -hmm. uh, not nothing to gain putting this out it's it's cost me a lot of uh whatever um just trouble so i still speak my truth yeah have you had any other opportunities to get your story out um as as in as in uh what way what do you mean like uh, like no i haven't had any um, like nothing tele television wise, nothing like that. You know, I've done all kinds of interviews, but, um, and, and when it comes to something like television, well, you know, there was the documentary that Chris Munch did, um, mm -hmm. who Chris was the, um, director, filmmaker, um, of, uh, letters from the big man, which is, uh, basically, um, it's close to Sasquatch truth that, that I've seen that's been put out there as far as Hollywood film type. And, um, you know, so I did that, that was back in 2013 so that, you know, he's been, he's gotten a lot of, uh, a lot of views on that he's well over a million. Um, but as far as if, if I ever did anything on TV, I, I really can't stand mainstream television reality tv all that crap how they they basically just undermine um everything it just it's all you know for ratings and all this and, and i see so much of it as just cheese crap and so i if anything ever went out in in that way i would have to have some say over the final output you know to uh have it be you know just so it shows them in a in a in, a, in the truth that they are and not some cheesed out version mm -hmm. hollywooded up and all that yeah um have you had an opportunity to speak to les stroud yeah i've met Les a couple times sat down with him um he's uh he's at a huntsville right so that's uh a couple hours for me um well, I met him and sat down for lunch with him a couple times in Toronto. And, you know, I gave him a cast. Uh, he actually was on, on a show there at one point with uh, John Bender, Jeff Meldrum, and they had a bunch of casts in front of them and they were talking about hoax casts. Right. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know he was going to do this. And, and I'd given, like I said, I'd given him a cast copy. That first one I showed you. This this one right here. Mm -hmm. I gave my cast copy of that of Neff's foot, and uh, I actually I gave John a copy too, uh, Bender Noggle, um, <clears throat> who sadly isn't with us anymore. But um, so there was all these casts in front of them, and and they were going to laser scan one, and Les pointed to Neff's. He said, "I want to do that one." And what I found interesting was they left it hanging on the television show. They never 
gave results and I'm like, Oh, you bastards. <laughs> it's like, why didn't you give the results? Cause I know it's real. Right. And so, uh, Dwayne ended up texting less and asking him about it. And I had screen, uh, he'd sent them to me and I'd screenshot the text and I, I'd put them in videos. Right. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's real, right. It's all real. So, uh, uh, uh I'd sat down with Les and uh, he'd shown me the, the footage of the apple disappearing mm-hmm. when the camera was still running. So, you know, was, I saw that before it was put out and yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. And I, and I also ran into him at uh, a Squatch summit when I was there one year and he introduced me to Dave Polites. And, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I know less. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, because because I've seen on some of his shows where he talks about mind speak a little bit and some of, some of the abilities they might have, and uh, very close coincided with what you've told me. So I imagine there was some kind of connection that y'all probably talked at some point. He um, um, he's worked with a good friend of mine, Sonia Zohar, and. Sonia got to witness Neff's family in a big way. Um, I rent a cottage. And this was during the time when Dwayne and I had a falling out. I'd rented a cottage in the area. And so one night I had gone, I'd left her back in the cottage and I went walking down this long driveway and it was late. I don't know, maybe two in the morning and it was in the fall and my back was sore. So I got to the end of the driveway I laid down on the gravel road, you know, that's, there's no traffic. It's just a little single lane secondary road into where some cottages are. And it's the middle of the night. There's nobody around. So I laid down on the, the gravel road because of my back. As soon as I put my head down, I heard a foot come step down right behind my head. And I sat up and I kind of give a little chuckle. I said, hold on, I'll be right back. And I went down to the cottage. I said, come on, Sonia, we got Sasquatch. So uh, she grabbed a blanket and um, we went walking back up there. And uh, we sat down and we waited. It wasn't long, just a few minutes. And uh, it was one of those really still nights, so you could hear everything. And suddenly one of them would have been a younger one, but still had a lot of weight to it, come charging at us, just running right at us. And you just hear this thing coming right at us. And then right at the last moment, you know, maybe less than 10 feet from us, it kind of does this pivot and, and runs off in the other direction. Then the, the sound started out of nowhere and then it just kind of disappeared into nowhere. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a very, very split sec where I was like, shit, are we being charged at by a bear? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, you know, I realized, no, that's just them messing with us. And she held her own. She was really good about that. And, and then um, after that, you know, wanted to decompress and go talk about it. So we walked back down to the cottage. We we're sitting in there and they had come in to the cottage in orb form and basically um, imitated being a light in the corner of the room. And there we there was candles going uh, battery operated and um and lit ones like tea candles and when they left they wanted us to know that they were there and as they left it was just like this 
big whoosh came through the room. No, not there wasn't wind thing. It was just this kind of it all happened at once and and all, everything went out at the same time, like the battery operated candles and all the other candles, everything just went dark and it was like, wow, they just wanted us to know that we're here listening. Um, but there, there was numerous things that happened um, while she was present. So that got to show uh, her the authenticity of it all. And, you know, she let less know like, uh, no, Mike's the real deal. And, uh, it's funny, I watched a video not too long ago, uh, Les, I think he was sitting at home um, in his living room or whatever, and um, losing some light here. And he uh, he had, I think he had uh, some casts on him, and uh, one of them was Ness cast. And he said, you know, this is from a good friend of mine, in Ontario, I think that's what he said. And uh, he didn't say my name, because right? there's so much controversy around my name. People, mm-hmm. John Bindernagel used to use my uh, evidence in his presentations, and um, he, he started getting flack from people uh, because stating my name. So he, he kept using my stuff, but he quit saying my name. So there's, there's a lot of controversy surrounding you know, the stuff I put out. It's basically... You know, that mentality, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. But uh, in this case, it's not. I was given a mountain of evidence and given something that is extremely uh, rare, I guess, um, as far as the the level of interactions, um, you know, to capture their voices as much as we did. um, It's basically unheard of, you know, since since back in the 70s with Ron Moorhead. Although those who have heard them will, they understand. Yeah, that's how they sound. So it's, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, Do you ever get any of the whooping out there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's been lots of whoops. Okay. Yeah, definitely. All kinds of different vocals. Um, And it's funny. I've heard them both during the day and at night, obviously. Um, Sometimes it's funny too, because there's been vocalizations caught from the little girl. Just, you can tell she's a little girl's voice. And I've posted these and, um, and it's uh, her timing with the, with the cottage door opening, kind of trying to, imitate being a door squeak or something but it's much more than that it's far beyond a door squeak right but her timing is so off that she does it and then it's many seconds later then the door opens up right and i just have to laugh at how many people say oh that's just the door squeak (laughs) no man the timing's totally off can't you hear that so it's funny some some people's observation skills um sorry they're they're not very good uh you, when it comes to this, you, you've really got to be objective. You got to, you know, if you want to learn, stay objective. Just uh, don't get biased and jump on some hoax bandwagon just because somebody says it's a hoax. And and people do that, right? Hmm. Um, or they'll they'll take somebody's word because they're obsessed with trying to discredit, and um, even though they've twisted things around and it's all kinds of lies put in there, but 
You know, people mm-hmm. don't know that, but they'll they'll align with that sort of thing. Um, I, I tend to veer off when I, I'm asked questions, right? No, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, you ask about a whoop, the next thing I'm talking about, things just kind of. That's, no. that's how that's how I end up talking. Just uh, I answer the question, and there's so many branches that happen. So no, that's all right. I love hearing it all. Um, have you ever had any interactions with Todd Standing? No, and I do know somebody that's worked in the field with him for several years. Um, while I believe he's had, uh, he you know does have activity and Sasquatch presence, I don't think they like him very much. And I personally, I don't, um, that footage, I know how difficult it is to get a visual on them. And I have trust. I have physical contact so many times. Uh, we're standing outside, you know, Dwayne and I, and suddenly, oh, Neff's here. Mm-hmm. And I, I always revert back to this one incident where um, Dwayne questioned me one time. He goes, you sure? I said, yeah, he just poked me. I said, you sure? And he was wearing a, a cap and suddenly his cap goes flying up in the air. I'm sitting there watching. I see his hat go flying up in the air. I just laugh. I said, you believe me now? Um, so I, I understand how difficult it is to get visual on them. They do not reveal their physical presence um, very easily at all. It's, there's, been, there's been incidents throughout the years that have happened um, more so with uh, Dwayne's family, um, you know, than myself. Like I said, I'll, I've had minimal. But, um, so as far as somebody like standing, getting footage like that, eh, I don't think so. That's just me, though. I don't think so. Okay. And and we, I know what Neff looks like. So looks nothing like uh, the stuff he's put in, that's for sure. But, hey, they're people. They all do look different, right? So Yeah. But I just understand how difficult it is to get a visual on them. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. <laughs> um, I, I saw a picture of uh, an arm coming up over a snowmobile. Uh, what is that from? <laughs> that was uh, that was from years back. Uh, I had mentioned to Dwayne about, um, hey, when you take a picture, look the other way. You know, take the, take the camera and kind of look look uh, the other way and see what happens. And there's been a couple interesting things uh, captured with that method. And I realized, and funny, you realize uh, certain things um, sometimes long after the fact. And I didn't realize till just recently that that was done on purpose. They knew he was taking the photo because uh, I had found a marble in between the snowmobiles and I, it's like, Hey, wait a sec. They don't have to show themselves to make that marble appear. So that arm did not have to be there. Mm-hmm. And also uh, um, it's my understanding, like I said, with that wispy smoke that I've seen and also native culture, their belief that they are shapeshifters. And I've had stories from people that um, I think are entirely authentic that have told me of uh, shape-shifting um, occurrences that uh, I'm, I'm quite confident that they can show themselves in part or in whole. So, so it could have been only that arm showing, nothing else, right? Mm-hmm. So it's 
I, I assume, I believe, I'm pretty confident that that arm was shown on purpose because they knew he was taking a picture. They know where we're focused. They always do. Their, their timing is absolutely impeccable. They know what we focus on. They, they, um, they utilize that to uh, reveal their presence in, in, it seems, just endless ways. You know, they're, uh, it's just a variety, constant variety of ways. They're always showing something new. You know, it might just be a little different than something that you've witnessed so many times before, but there's always this little um, something new. Well, Mike, I appreciate you coming and taking the time. I uh, I was really looking forward to this. Yeah, I, I hey, I'm happy to come on and share my experiences, and you know, hopefully, in time, people start to see that, uh, um, you know, what I've put out is uh, it's all truth. There's no embellishment. I'm not being fooled. I'm not being played. I've witnessed probably upwards of a thousand encounter incidents with this, you know, cottage situation with Dwayne and myself, mm-hmm. um, plus at other locations. Um, it's, uh, you know, Hey, who knows? Maybe Neff will show up here one day and, and let us hear his voice here. I don't know. Anything can happen considering what happened the other weekend with, uh, one of them walking across, uh, you know, right in front of us. Um, I am, I'm watched. I know I'm watched by them. It's it just happened too many times for me to not think that right. So I think uh, I think things are going to be really interesting coming up in the next whatever couple of years as uh, as this um, subject unfolds and and like I said I'm especially um, thrilled that Igor Burtsev validated their paranormal abilities. So that, that is science validating that Sasquatch are not only real, that they have paranormal abilities. So that's, to me, that's huge. I've waited eight years for that. That is, that is a big deal. Did you have any questions for me at all or? Um, uh, have you had any experiences yourself? Um, I have nothing visual. Um, you know, uh, it was, you know, it was with me and my father. Uh, we, we were backpacking in the Sam Houston National Forest um, down in Texas. And, uh, you know, we, we had set up the tent. And uh, as soon as the sun went down, uh, we heard this really loud whoop. And uh, as the sun started going down further, it was it started all around us. And this went on all night long. Um, cool. It it was nonstop until morning. Just get area. Uh, it scared me a little bit because but we were we were into the subject and we knew what a whoop was, yeah. um, just not into it as much until you know until after the fact, um, you know once that happened we're like, you know when, look, basically when we heard the first whoop we me and my dad looked at each other and we went no way, <laughs> you know because we're we're miles and miles out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and they they know you're there. They know you're there, and they know you're looking for them. Um, like that, that could very well been for you. Um, just them letting you know, hey, we're here. That's it. And and we've been back out there a few more times, and it hasn't happened since. Um, no, I. But you know, we had no way to record it. Uh, you know, 
of course. And, and we weren't, and we were even going out there looking, you know, we love backpacking and we, we were just wanting to do an overnight. It just happened. Um, and, and we weren't even looking. Um, but since then, you know, my dad goes out there all the time, uh, with a buddy of his and, uh, they go out to Sam Houston and they get recordings and all that, that kind of neat stuff. He actually just sent me one that was really cool. Uh, you can, you can hear him, uh, you know, yelling at, off in the distance or, or screaming. Um, and sometimes, you know, they can hide the screens with the coyote yelps and all that. And, um, I don't know if you've ever come across anything like that. Oh, I've recorded a few times where they, they will start moaning and, and yelling among the coyotes. They get them going. It, it seems. Yeah. yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've recorded that up in Dwayne's area. Yeah. That's what, that's what my dad was telling me. Um, um, but yeah, they, they, they record a lot of that and, um, he's wanting to do another trip out there, but it's hard, you know, I'm, I'm living all the way up here and he's living all the way down there now and he don't ever want to go by himself. <laughs> um, and I don't blame him. Yeah. It's uh, a bit, inti- it's a bit intimidating. It's, it's a thrill though, to, uh, to hear their voices, and, you know, to know that that's them. It is. It, it definitely is. And, um, you know, I, I would love to experience the whooping again like that. Uh, you know, I've, I've heard stories, but I've never heard them going all night long like that. I don't know if you've ever come across anything like that where they've just gone nonstop. Well, not, not so much that, but every visit that I've made up there, um, they basically let their presence be known periodically throughout the night. So they're uh, for, for me, my experience, their, uh, their presence is always fleeting. It's like uh, something, happens it tends to be quick and then goes quiet and maybe something will happen a half an hour later an hour later or whatever um but it it's a continual like that you know just fleeting okay they're 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 quick they don't sit there and have long conversations or yeah and I, you know, and as I think about it, I thought how 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 fascinating it was. It, all we heard was just a whooping. There was no yelling or screaming or knocking or anything like that, and there were no other animals. Um, it was it was just whoop all night long. <laughs> so, uh, well, my opinion, I, I feel like they were just you know, like you said, letting us know they were there. They weren't there to harm us or anything. Um, you know, if they wanted to, I'm sure they could. <laughs> oh yeah. But they yeah, can walk, they can walk right up to you without you even knowing it. Just snap your neck if they wanted, right? It's mm-hmm. there. I've been, you know, been shown this by uh, you know pats in the head and pokes. It's like, oh, okay, you're standing right there, <laughs> and I I can't see you. That, uh, yeah, it, and, and you know, and and you know all the stories they hear. You you know they're unbelievably strong. Yeah. Um, you know, it's incredible how strong they are. It's almost almost supernatural how strong they are. I have a, uh, I don't know if you heard the video, I have Sasquatch push trees over. Yeah. Did you hear that? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, well, th- there's one there, and I was in my little camp spot. It was Neff's area, but I was by myself. I was alone, and it was dead still night. And I think it was about 10 o'clock at night this happened. Might have been a couple hundred feet away from my tent. And that tree sounds big, man. And they, uh, I remember 
when it started going over, I could hear the roots popping and I thought it was fireworks and there's cottages around there. Right. And I thought, you know, but it was too close. It was like, well, why is that happening right there? And then I heard the tree going down and, and when it hit the ground, man, holy crap, it was loud. It was, uh, I don't know why they did that. If it was, uh, like I, I didn't even react. I was, I didn't jump out of my skin or anything. I, you know, I just stayed calm because it was like, oh, okay. I think my friends are here. And <laughs> um, yeah, go, uh, that's on my uh, YouTube channel. Sasquatch push trees over. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to check all that out. Um, and I also have a, a SoundCloud account. So okay. you can look at Sasquatch Ontario on SoundCloud. I had the audio that I put on that Sasquatch push trees over the other, uh, I, th- I had another uh, audio recorder running and it's, it's better quality. Mm-hmm. So I didn't reel that till after the fact. So, uh, I think I have that one on, on the SoundCloud with the better quality sound, um, in compared to the, the video that I put. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. I've, I mean, I've always wanted the chance to speak with you. I know you're pretty busy. Um, you know, cause I grew up hearing about you and cause my dad was really into your stuff and, um, you know, like I said, after our incident, you know, he, he kind of opened his uh, mindset on it. And, uh, um, that's when he found, found out about you and, and, you know, growing up with him, he, you know, like I said, that's how I heard a lot about you. And, and, and I, you know, then I found you on Facebook and I added you. And now that I know about your website, I'm really going to check that out, but you know, thank you again so much. Yeah. There's not like a, a huge amount of stuff on there. I- I tend to be pretty lax about posting. Um, as you can see, I haven't posted a video in quite some time. I just, uh, I have one partially done, but um, I'm actually in the midst of writing right now. I I, oh, okay. I need to write about my experiences and publish. So okay. um, something that I, I had started years back and I shelved because of the, just all the bullshit I was going through at the time. I just, you know, kind of lost interest in, in doing it. So I've, recently been revisiting that and i need to finish this so um your your dad's open to all the par- excuse me all the paranormal aspect of it right oh uh, yes sir he, he he definitely is he he's he's in the uh, he's more in the nephilim area of believing in it um me i'm still kind of on the fence <laughs> um I'm, I'm wanting to do some more you know investigations uh up here where i'm at um, cause you know, Michigan's got a lot of activity as well. Um, especially in the Manistee area. Um, but he, he is, he, he, he was looking forward to me interviewing you cause he would love to see what you had to say about a lot of the, a lot of my questions. Um, and, and, and it might even change his mindset on the whole thing. Um, I, I think the whole Nephilim thing, um, weren't they red haired giants? Um, I, be- I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Well, Neff's black. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And that arm over the snowmobile is also brown. Yeah. That's not, that's not Neff's arm. It's uh, it's another one of his family members. We didn't know that for a long time. You know, I used to think it was Neff or, um, but like I said, nobody looks like he's, he's a black man. Okay. Um, how big do you think Neff is? It's, it's, 
looking at his foot size now, uh, I'd say he's probably in the seven and a half foot range, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know on the weight, uh, maybe four, five, six hundred pounds. I don't know. It's hard to say. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. When I, when I haven't seen him up close and in full yeah. and it's difficult to say, but he's, he's a big boy and his, you know, his lung capacity shows it at, uh, at certain points, you know, uh, a lot of people have a difficult time with uh, the vocals because he sounds just like a human. He sounds just like a man sometimes when he speaks, you know, cause he's not given a, his uh, lung capacity, but then other times you can hear that uh, chest cavity of his. And, and that's, you know, it's those points that I, I, um, I, th- think you know certain people in their comments it's like can't can't you hear that you know like don't you hear that chest cavity can't you hear that it's mm-hmm. you know there's uh and some of them are when they get so big that it, their chest cavity basically sounds metallic they're so huge right mm-hmm. so neff's a growing boy still he's a he's a big boy and uh he's still got a lot of growing to do i think yeah, I was going to say, it definitely looks like he's constantly growing. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, I, I hope at some point, this year, you know, I get to document his footprint and see if uh, maybe it's at 15 inches now. That would be awesome. You know, last year or the year before is last year. I don't know. I can't remember anymore. I, you know, I as much as I document, I, I don't write down most of the stuff because it's so much that, I'm there usually for such a short time. It's uh, I just want to be there and enjoy my time there and the interactions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that I forget about that happens, and, um, but they, they keep giving. So they know what I do with this. They know I put this stuff out there. They know exactly what's going on. Do you think uh, they, they, they get a little antsy when you don't visit a lot? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. And and it's funny. Sometimes I wonder, it's like, okay, I haven't been there in months, months. Is it, is it still going to be uh, going on? And, you know, I'll show up six months have passed and it's like, I never left. It's almost, almost like they know that you're going to be back. Oh, they do know. I'm quite confident they know. And like I said, they periodically show up here as well. So they, they visit from time to time. How often do they visit you? Um, it, you know, sometimes it seems like once every few months or something, uh, um, there's been a couple of prints that showed up like this in the garden. One was, one was big and one was small and they were placed like this. My, my, um, my landlord, uh, found them. They <laughs> showed up here the day I moved here. Um, there was a paranormal incident that happened in front of my eyes in my living room. And so I was unpacking there. Um, the last, uh, there's been a couple of vocal incidents right in the backyard, um, where my, my, my landlord's very, uh, open to this and very, um, astute in, in observing that it's them, you know, with the vocals and stuff, there's stuff that's happened right behind the house. And, um, and then the most recent one, um, you know, and I, I wouldn't have known that if he didn't send me that text saying, hey, I just heard a couple of wood knocks last half hour. And then we go back there and my girlfriend gets to witness, uh, you know, well, the two of us, one of them walk across in front of us. So, like I said, they they watch. They watch me. 
and they keep showing up and they'll do little things to show their presence. And I, I've learned a lot about their behavior and how they interact with us. And, you know, and uh, much of the time it's, it's very subtle, a lot of subtle things, you know, wrapping around my rear view mirror in my car that I know um, I've tried to hap- make happen with hitting it with my arm, jamming on the brakes. It's like, no, there's no way. Um, yeah. And then it happens to my girlfriend in her car on two occasions. So, yeah, these little things that continually happen, little paranormal incidents. Um, so I, I know that they're watching close. They, like I said, they, uh, from what I've been shown and experienced, we are in the midst of their people revealing their existence to us at this time in our history. And I hope it happens sooner than later, you know, something big with all because of you know, there's some really nasty, dark stuff being shoved down our throats, right? Right now, right. it is cold. Yeah, it's, uh, most people are brainwashed and they can't see it, and it just blows my mind how conditioned humans are. And and that's another thing that contact has given me really enables one to see through all the lies and deception being imposed on us, and all the um, all the manipulation and you know, I, I don't know if that's all because of contact or maybe that's just my intuition. I don't know, but um, I'm wide awake. So I'm just yeah. one of those wide awake humans. That's probably why it's so hard for people to, you know, the, the stuff that you talk about, it's hard for them to to comprehend because we're so conditioned to, you know, everything being physical, something we can physically see or hear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so So it makes it. Do it. I'm sorry. No, def- definitely. Um, and yeah, mainstream media is the biggest tool they they utilize to uh, <clears throat> condition the minds of the masses. Mm-hmm. And they've done a damn good job. Operation Mockingbird, CIA Operation Mockingbird. Just uh, anybody that looks that up, this is what has been done to us for decades, utilizing mainstream media, television and radio and and, uh, you know, I think even uh, all those personalities um, on radio and television, they, they don't even have a clue what's going on. They're just doing what they're told. Definitely send me the link, though, because I, I do share it with other people and stuff. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I will do that. Um, I've also got some other episodes on there if you you would like to check those out as well. Okay, uh, cool. But thank, once again, thank you, Mike. It was really nice meeting you. Yeah, no problem, Josh. Nice meeting you, too. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And a special thanks to Mike Patterson for sharing his encounters and uh, his experiences. If you'd like to be on Hide and Seek Archives, you can email me at hideandseekarchives at gmail.com. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next Tuesday. You want to feel how it feels. You want to know, know that it doesn't hurt me. Wanna hear about the deal I'm making?
how deep the bullet lies Unaware that I'm tearing you asunder There's a thunder in our hearts, baby So much hate for the ones we love Tell me we both matter, don't 